episode 403 talking about Juice World, and I think that there is no better place to start than talking about how bad the Chicago White Sox are um, and how they're in a division where uh, the whole AL Central is worse than the whole AL East. And we talked about it last year. Like the AL East seems like one of the best divisions of all time. Yeah, it's terrible. It's honestly just horrible to be a part of. I mean, my my wonderful Boston Red Sox are 25 and 20 and tied for fourth place. That is first or second place in every other division of baseball, and it just doesn't matter. I mean, there's a good chance that fourth place in the yeah, there's a good chance that fourth place in the AL East gets you a wild card spot. I mean, that does mean that one of Texas or Houston doesn't make it. So I and I don't foresee that happening. I think it's going to probably be two out of the AL East, and then you know, but and again, forty-five games into the season, so it's you know a lot, lot, lot of baseball left to be played. But it is brutal right now. So I mean, you you lose two games and you drop from third place to to fifth place, and it feels like oh, we just plummeted to to last place. And then you look around and it's like all right, this not all last place are uh, built the same. They are for sure. Like being a Boston sets uh Boston Red Sox last place compared to a eventual Chicago White Sox last place is two different scenarios. And um Lance Lynn, get off my baseball team. Well, not my baseball team until they act like they're competent, but Lance Lynn, get off the team so I can like them again. Cause I'm tired of you talking so much and having like a plus five ERA. It's like the second year in a row you've done this. Like, why do you talk so much? I don't understand. Do you under, do you want him on your team, Taylor? We'll trade no, you. No, I know we have. Lance I know Lane we have a Devers. mutual. I, yeah, fair. I know we have a mutual. <laughs> yeah, we can reunite Devers, Moncada, and Benintendi. Yeah, and Kopech. Yeah, you know, a little little Red Sox minor league reunion. They were yeah. all on the same teams at the down in the down in tri- double and triple A. Yeah, so f- fuck it, why not? Yeah, you know, and you guys have by far the best prospect out of the four that you just mentioned. Oh yeah, Actually, yeah, by far. Benintendi, yeah, if, if I had to rank it, probably say Devers, Benintendi, Kopech, Mancata. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's fair. And at one point, I mean, that that was, you know, the the top of the Red Sox farm system, those four guys. I mean, Benintendi and Mancata were together. Devers was right under them, and, and Kopech was in the mix as, as a pitcher. So, yeah, I think that Lance Lynn for Rafael Devers is fair. I mean – who would say no? We have a mutual friend who would definitely say yes. Yeah, agreed. You know, like they he likes uh pitchers that are um plus five ERA. Good. And you know, yep. you know, and well, it seems like every pitcher is plus five ERA these days because like when you clock. just have to well, I mean, hey, when your only solution is to just start cutting guys and starting starting anybody just because for the sake of, you know, just giving the fans what they want, you know a new 25 man roster every other week. I think it's a great move to trade your best player for a, for a, 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 a who is probably a gonna bad pitcher. Yeah. In the KBO next season. Exactly. Why not? Yeah, no. Um, what do you, what do you think about the pitch clock so far real quick? I wish it was just a little bit longer. I really love it. Honestly, mm-hmm. it keeps the game moving. Um, and I, I just wish it was a little bit longer. I almost, I almost wish they would just go to a flat 24 second clock. Like, like basketball, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And just be like, yeah, okay, so you have this amount of time. All the other rules, I mean, last weekend, Kenley Jansen blew a save 
um, against against St. Louis because Will, Wilson Contreras was stepping out of the box and then stepping in the box like it was eight seconds left when there was like 19 seconds left on the clock. So then Kenley gets ready as fast as he can and throws it because he's like thinking that someone is off somewhere. You know what I mean? And then he got three pitch clock violations, blew a save. It, it was terrible. And then, I mean, this week they outlawed what Wilson Contreras did. So there's little things like that that they're going to have to keep working through. And I, I do think there's something to what you're saying about certain pitching stats being up and certain batting stats being up, you know, kind of balancing that. So I think as a fan, I like it a lot because it keeps the game moving more. We're seeing, you know, some some better hitting from from guys who may have had to deal with. And th- this isn't so much pitch clock. This is more of like the shift. Um deal with deal with you know super long at bats where a guy grounds out into the shift after eight pitches because it's that's just what baseball was so as a fan I like it a lot I think it it really just it's it's streamlined the game and it makes it a better viewing experience now I understand why some players are frustrated with it and I understand why it's not working out for some players but I also fully trust that the professional athletes will figure it out because that's what they do and a lot of these guys came up through the minors with these rules in place so once you have I mean, give it a couple of years. And once you have certain guys out of the league or certain guys who are kind of in the twilight of the career and the majority of the league is built up from guys who, who have been playing with these rules the whole time, I think that we won't even think about it. Yeah, agreed. I think that as for right now, though, I think that I agree. I think they need to add more time to it. Um, one, because you're seeing like the bigger pitchers like Lance Lynn or Alex Manoa, like they're not able to last into games as long as they would have because like they were pitching every 30 seconds. They're not used to that. Like they're big bodies. Like they're not, again, they're not used to that. Also like older pitchers, like Scherzer hasn't really been as sharp as we expect them to. Verlander's first start was great, but then the second one, he kind of blew up a little bit. And I think that's attributed to the pitch clock as well. Um, I'm also interested to see um, how many injuries we get from the pitch clock. Because again, like pitchers aren't able to set themselves and make sure they're right before they're able to throw a pitch. It's really more so about, I don't want to give this guy a free pass to first base. So let me just throw this shit right now. Um, but in that scenario, I'd rather you take the pitch clock violation than throw a cookie down the middle. But that's a topic for a different story. Yeah. Um, well, that's a topic for a different discussion. Though. Same thing. Um, anyway, this is the Cat Podcast, episode 403. I am your host, Nate Sperlin. That is Taylor McLeod. Thank you for watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and more. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. And check out all the Old Milk content at oldmilk.co. Again, this beanie is made by me, and you can buy it on oldmilk.co. So check it out. It's your weekly tour through hip-hop. Taylor, how are you doing? Good. We had our little sports discussion. If you watched episode 402, we talked about my least favorite sport, uh, the team that I don't watch any games of, the team that I don't invest anything emotionally in. So that doesn't really bother me at all that that team is in that situation. Um, You know, I'm not, you know, I don't even think about it really. And then we talked about baseball, which is kind of just getting in the swing of it. So, you know, looking up, looking forward, nothing is happening that could possibly bring me down in this very moment. Um, quick side note, Taylor wore a Boston Celtics hat, I believe on episode 401. So guys check that out. Um, either 401 or 400. Yeah, then Tatum had 51 points in game seven right after it. So I don't need to hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Taylor, are you ready to get into verses? Absolutely. All right. On this, on this episode or this segment of verses, we are going to be talking, we're going to be picking our favorite tracks from each of the Juice World albums. So we're going to go from Goodbye and Good Riddance all the way to Fighting Demons. Um, and we are including the Juice World and Future 
um, collab World on Drugs as well. Taylor, go first. Are we going to go back and forth? Um, no, just just go through it. All right. So I have from Goodbye and Good Riddance, I have Candles. I think that's my favorite track from that. From uh, Death Race for Love, I have On God with Young Thug. Yeah, I need to pull up the, the albums. Um, On Legends Never Die, I have Wishing Well on Fighting Demons. I have Doom. As a single, I wanted to throw this in there when we actually started doing this. Um, I love cigarettes. That came out last year. I had heard that in SoundCloud so so many times before it came out officially. It came out last year officially. I love that song. So I just threw that in there as a little, you know, you know, little extra, extra. And then oh, let me think. Let me all right. I pulled up World on Drugs. You know, I'm gonna say hard work pays off. The closer okay. to closer to World on Drugs, I love that song. Um my favorite song on that is Afterlife, but that's just future. So yeah. I'm not going to, you know, but hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. That's like a big time. Like uh, that's like an inspirational song in a way where it like brings a smile to my face. It's not like some other songs, like, like some like moment of clarity by Jay-Z where it's like the super crazy, like super heavy beat that like gets you in the zone. Like hard work pays off kind of like gets me a little more like smile on my face, a little more motivated, a little more like, you know, let me go do this as opposed to like, let me lock in and get something done. It's like, no, I can, I can, I can do it. I believe myself. <laughs> On my end, goodbye and good riddance. I have used to um, just the repetition of it as well. And like the impact of the lyrics and also the beat it's, it's the perfect aside from lucid dreams and a lot of other tracks um, on goodbye and good riddance, which we will get to. Um, it's like the perfect representation of the meme where you have the pink house and that's the beat. And then you have the dark house and that is the lyrics and used to is just the perfect representation of that. Um, it's also a song where you can, a lot of Juice World's music is like that, where like, if you're just listening to the beat and the flow and his musical talent, um, his singing talent, you can tune out the sadness. But like, if you're really feeling sad and you need something to relate to, then you can just like actually actively listen to it. So um, used to for sure. Um, World on Drugs, I got Astronauts, um, The Way That Future Comes In, Playing the Mud, I need, like, come on, that's that's amazing. Um, Robbery on Death Race for Love, one of the best tracks there. Um, on Legends Never Die, I have a tie between Wishing Well and Bad Energy. Um, Wishing Well is really, really fucking sad. Like, that's probably, like, one of the most sad Juice World songs I've yeah. ever heard. And he, you know what his reputation is, so that's saying something. But Bad Energy, like, drain out bad energy like come on that's like really good and it's it's a similar impact to um hard work pays off where it's just like okay i'm feeling a type of way but like how do i get out of this and yeah. i appreciate that and finally fighting demons from my window i the the hook is still stuck in my head life is a tv yeah. show if you try me you'll be canceled two two three sticky just like an ivy hospital my wifey fucked me up for the whitey malcolm middle put it in her mouth yeah. juice world popsicle come on like you you can't beat that. You literally cannot. I had beat from that. my window. I had from my window with uh, Doom. I picked Doom, but yeah, from my window, I have it right here. That's that was the other one that I wrote down. One of the best songs they ever made. All right, on the other Absolutely. side of this commercial break, we are going to talk about Juice World's "Goodbye" and "Good Riddance." Yo, this young little album is the best of all time. I can't wait to talk to Taylor about it, man. This is gonna be the greatest thing ever. Yo, yo, what's good, Taylor? How you doing? I hate this album. Do you have to clean your ears first? What's my girlfriend said everything I play in the car scares her. She said I lost all my taste. Clearly. And I, I need your help. Well, what am I supposed to do about it? You want me to order you Q-tips? No, I need hoodies. I need a beanie. I need t-shirts. I need you to help. All right, I'll see what I can do. I can send you this beanie, but everything else we're going to have to see. Introducing the 2023 Old Milk Collection. This collection comprised of hoodies, t-shirts, beanies, and stickers designed by Nate Sperlin is guaranteed to show everyone your superior style and taste. Man, I hope Taylor doesn't scare the viewers with that bummy outfit. 
Oh, yeah, well, bummy outfit today. Look at that. No, I'm much better. The album's sounding better. Everything is better. All thanks to Old Milk. Rush over to oldmilk.co to shop the 2023 Old Milk collection today. All right, welcome back to episode 403. We are talking about Juice World on the fifth anniversary of Goodbye and Good Riddance. Um, I'm going to go through the original track list first on Goodbye and Good Riddance, which was released on May 23rd, um, 2018. So we're coming up on the anniversary. Um, 16 tracks, 44 minutes long. The original version did not have any features, but um, some months later, they added Lil Uzi on Wasted, and that became the only feature on the album. As for the five-year anniversary track list, we have 20 tracks, 58 minutes long, and the added tracks are No Good, 734, Lucid Dreams remix featuring Lil Uzi Vert, and Glowed Up. Join the conversation in the comments as we talk about one of the best albums of my generation, our generation, of all time. Um, so, Taylor, where do you want to start talking about Goodbye and Good Riddance? I mean, it's crazy to think that it's been five years since it came out and and really listening to it back this week put me back in the place where I was when it came out because you feel so differently about things at at 19 compared to like 25 pretty much mm -hmm. and so like where the music is still so so good and like it's just so it's such an impressive debut project i mean especially to go no features and obviously everyone knows the two big songs like lucid dreams and all girls are the same those were the two that put juice world on the map that made him from a pretty much unknown artist to a superstar like within weeks it felt like maybe it was month but it felt like no one knows who juice world is and now juice world is everywhere and then this project came out and i knew it was good then and i think it's gotten better with every year that's passed and obviously you have what happened to him his his passing definitely changes an album like this i think mm -hmm. whenever an artist passes you look at their music in such a different light and i mean from the beginning juice world wasn't shy about you know his, his the content of his music was very much dealing with you know issues of addiction issues of depression everything like that so so it was already in that space before but seeing how everything ended definitely definitely changes how I look at it and how I feel about it so from a perspective of me being almost 25 and looking at it as like this kid was like 18 or 19 years old when all this when he's making all this when it's all coming out it is unbelievable that he reached the heights he did with the debut project from from the very beginning like everything from the the beat choice from the lyrics to the melody everything on this like there are no real skips on the original track list there it's like it's as close to a perfect debut as you can get and and just looking back it feels it feels even more important and carries even more weight than it did at the time yeah um i think the one thing that really stands out looking back on it is understanding how good of a pen, well, not really a pen because Juice World didn't really write anything. He freestyled everything and that within itself shows how talented he is, but how good of a rapper he was. And if you're just listening to Goodbye and Good Riddance, like the first time you're thinking he's going to be like um, more melodic leaning artist. Um, he has good bars, sure, but like that's his thing, like he's just melodic. But as you keep going and you keep understanding more and more about Juice World, you're understanding that this man basically made a classic using his second best skill. And that within itself is crazy. I don't think any artist can really, really say that. 
like every artist, like obviously you're putting out your best skill because that is your best skill. But for Juice Row to be able to use his voice and to be able to use take his take his rap pen and then take his melodic voice and put those two together to create really a masterpiece is really really impressive. Um, I think my first question to you, Taylor, is is Goodbye and Good Riddance a classic? Yeah, I I would say so. I wrote at the bottom of my notes here. Like I think out of the four albums that we've gotten from Juice World, I think this is the only classic. I think it's the best project. I think it, the original track list at 16 tracks, like I just said, there are no skips on the entire track list and it runs seamlessly together. The production is so good. The the rapping is so good. The hooks are so good. The bridges, the singing. There's nothing on this album that I, I've ever looked at and been like, I don't get it. I don't like it. It doesn't sound like, yeah, I think this is, this for me out of the four albums is the most solid classic. Um, and I think, I think the fact that it was his debut project and like the buzz it had, especially with lyrical lemonade blowing up the way it was at the same time, like everything around it, you know what I mean? And, and classic albums aren't just like classic albums by themselves. It's everything around it. It's like, it's like how like a star is formed almost with like all the like stuff, like spinning and spinning and spinning. And then you get the like, then it comes together and it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's undeniable. I don't, I'd be hard pressed to like even find a reason why this wasn't a classic. Yeah. Um, Adding on to the things that you mentioned, also the cover art is amazing. It's one of the best yeah. cover arts I've seen. He, he always had good cover art though. Even Death Race for Love, like the music on that album, I don't really love it as much, but the cover art is crazy on that album as well. Um, Additionally, the interludes, um, the intro, and then there's one called Betrayal. I forget the name of the other one, but the, to start off with, because basically it's a it's an album about someone who got his heart broken. That's basically what the album is about and the the darkness that comes with getting your heart broken. So to start off with the interlude uh, with a girl um, talking about how she never wants to talk to Juice Road again. And then it goes to, oh, yeah, you found out about me and my new my new significant other. Yeah, I bet you're jealous. Ha 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 ha. And then it ends with I always loved you. I never I never doubted that at all. How could you ever doubt that? like those three interludes really, really tell a story by themselves. And then having the songs in between that um, really adds to that. And it really builds the atmosphere that we're expecting out of albums when we're saying like we want something that is um, just front to back, just thought through front to back. Um, for him to do this again, just on his first try is really, really amazing. Um, my next question is, aside from, because we're we've been talking about the original track list basically the whole time. Um, out of the four added tracks, and I'll say them again, which one is your favorite? Um, no Good, 734, Lucid Dreams Remix featuring Lil Uzi and Glowed Up. Which one is your favorite out of those four? Uh, it's No Good, and it's not not really close. I know that 734 was in the put into the middle of the track list as well on the, on the most recent version, on the five-year version. Mm -hmm. um, and you can kind of feel that that one wasn't there at the beginning no good to me fits perfectly within that original track list and i mean so much of this music was out on soundcloud and has been for years and i think that certain songs when you connect with them in that way on soundcloud and it's like no like not not everyone has the soundcloud app and not everyone is going there and doing the deep cuts and so i think when you come across songs like that and then they end up there it's almost it can it can go two ways. It can be either like, all right, now it's watered down and now everyone knows. And it's not as it doesn't feel as special. But hearing no good within the context of the album, it's like, all right, this 
this fits here. This is one of my favorite, was one of my favorite unreleased songs. Now it's released. Um, so yeah, it's no good and it's not really close for me. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Lucid Dreams remix. Uh, I remember the first time I heard the snippet for it and realizing I, I heard the snippet for it. When I heard the snippet for it, I played it over and over and over again. It was literally the only thing I could listen to for like two days. And then I came back to reality and was like, this is on SoundCloud. There's mad good stuff on SoundCloud that probably isn't going to be released. Let me try to get over it. And I could not get over it. And then I believe two years ago, they finally released it um, with Lil Uzi. And it's as great on um talking about the both sides to having a song that you like on SoundCloud, whether it will be released or not. Um, it was definitely not the watered down. It was definitely like, this is still amazing. I love this song. It even adds to my appreciation of the original song as well and it really makes me think um because before juice world unfortunately passed there were rumors about a juice world and young thug collab album that would be coming out but what about a Lil uzi and juice world collab album what do you think that would sound like i think they have a natural chemistry and it's shown multiple times in multiple areas um and so I, I would be interested to hear it because uh, I'm sure there's more music from both of them somewhere in the vault somewhere. Um, but because of how much I love On God from Death Race for Love, I would definitely like, if there is more Juice for the Young Thug music out there, I definitely almost am more interested in that just because I think their chemistry and their... I think Lil Uzi Vert and Juice World are so good at building their own world and, and you have to get into that world and you have to really commit to that world to understand, not understand, but you have to, you have to let yourself feel that music. And from, from on God with, with young thug in, in, in juice world, I mean, it's just relentless. It's from the very beginning, it, it, the pace it takes the, them swapping, you know, four bars each going back and forth, the hook, like doing ad libs for each other. I think that was such a, and I kind of all like that, like that, crossover collab where you have kind of a more cemented artist and an upcoming artist i mean we saw it with world on drugs with future and juice world where it's mm -hmm. like you have this guy who's like a legend you know what i mean like a legitimate legend and then you have them work and not to say that Lil uzi isn't but Lil uzi's like way closer in age to i mean I, actually this could be wrong in terms of the actual numbers mm -hmm. but in terms of like where the lane that uzi occupied that felt already closer to juice world than young thug so i yeah. i kind of like the 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 broader collab of, of juice world and young thug but i mean obviously if there's any more juice in in low uzi music out there I'm, it's like i'm gonna you know if it comes out i'm gonna play it yeah i think we need to complete the triangle um juice world has a collab album with future Lil uzi has a collab album with future Lil uzi and juice world together i think young thug is definitely in this conversation future is definitely in this conversation but in as in in terms of artists who came out um who really, really made their mark since 2016 and on. Um, I think that Juice World and Lil Uzi vocally are two of the most limitless artists that we've seen. So the concept of Lil Uzi and Juice World, Lil Uzi hopping on a Juice World vibe, Juice World hopping on a Lil Uzi vibe, Lil Uzi and Juice World um, exploring other vibes together like a rock album with Lil Uzi and Juice World or maybe like a pop album with Lil Uzi and Juice World. There's this no limitation to where these two can go and that by itself is amazing 
Now, there are times where we see artists that are also limitless and they do something and it doesn't work. However, we've been waiting for the pink tape for like three years. So you know the attention to detail that Lil Uzi has to his music prevents that from happening. Also, Juice World as well, just the pure ease in which Juice World is able to give you a quality take also cements that the concept of a Juice World Lil Uzi album being trash just doesn't exist, period. So yeah. when you think about that, to those two things, and also understanding that they are really the two, um, two of the biggest artists that we've seen, especially in our generation, again, I think that that would be something that would shut down the internet. I think it would be something that would shut down music. Like, I, I don't really see how there could be something that would be better than a Lil Uzi and Juice World collab tape. And I'm acknowledging that Young Thug would also be, Young Thug and Juice World would also be a good collab tape as well. But Lil Uzi just has, Lil Uzi has a bigger fan base. Like he's more palatable to more people than Young Thug. Like sometimes when I'm listening to Young Thug, I'm like, okay, this is great, but I don't need more of this. And I don't ever really feel that way with Lil Uzi. I'm like, okay, give me more of that. So for that reason, I think a Lil Uzi and Juice World collab tape probably would be on the same level as maybe Watch the Throne because of it's two great artists at their absolute peaks coming together. And that's not really something, that's something we really see like what, like twice in a generation, three times in a generation maybe? Yeah, yeah. I I think the conversation, and as we have this conversation, you you think about it more and more like, Obviously, the 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 biggest tragedy of all this is that you know uh, a a twenty one year old kid is gone. You know what I mean? Like you can take away talent, you can take away the music. That is the biggest tragedy of this. Is that you know a uh, a kid who just turned twenty one years old lost his life right after he turned twenty one. I'm sure you feel the same. Like as I get old, I mean, when I was twenty one, twenty one felt like you know, all right, I I I have things figured out. You know what I mean? I'm like. But as I approach 25, I'm like, yeah, 21, you're like, you're in, in 25. I'm sure when I, I, I'm approaching 30, I'll look at 25 and be like, yo, come on. Like, you didn't know anything. And so, like, aside from the, the possible collaborations that won't ever happen, I think that the one of the biggest disappointing things about how everything played out and how everything, you know, came to an end is that we don't get the, we're not going to get the the super, the mature album. You know what I mean? And I think that, the four albums that Juice WRLD put out, everything that's been out on SoundCloud, singles that have come out, features that have come out, the talent is so obvious. And the, and the subject matter is so heavy in so many different ways, whether it's love, whether it's drugs, addiction, depression. The the subject matter is so heavy, but there's definitely a rawness to it. There is a, there is a you know, I'm, a, I'm in my late teens and I feel everything on a million and this is how we're, I'm going to, I'm going to give that to you. And so that that's to me is like the biggest, the biggest thing that even listening to goodbye and good rinse five years later, it's like, I, I wish that we were going to get the, the, the mature album, the album where it's like, all right, let me, let me pare this down. Let me take a step back and tell you exactly what I want to tell you and get right to it. And like, it makes me thankful for, you know, like albums like swimming in circles from Mac Miller that we got him, you know, it, it, we got that, that that next step and it's unfortunate that there won't be steps after it but we got that next step and when i think about someone like juice world it's like i just listening to his music back now it's, it's still so good but it makes me like makes me long for an album that that will never exist yeah there's a there's a lot of what ifs and we spent the past 10 minutes talking about what ifs because we're talking about cloud albums that probably won't happen um that being said um to wrap up this conversation about juice world and goodbye and good riddance 
what are your favorite tracks from Goodbye and Good Riddance ranked? All right, so I'm gonna go from top to bottom here, and I have I have I have three of them, and then an honorable mention that I I told you about on text before this. So, like okay. I already said it earlier, Candles is my number one, and then it's tough. All girls are the same and lucid dream are tough to kind of fit into this because like, it's like, yeah, of course. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's the obvious but choice. I, right. And, and sometimes you want to overlook that obvious choice and you don't want to pick it because it's too obvious, but I really thought about it. And all girls are the same. Number two, like, and it, it could be number one, but I kind of didn't want to pick like, you know, the, the biggest one to the second biggest one to be, you know, my favorite. So he I didn't candles, really listen to it. Same. He just looked at the right. numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, scared of love would be my number three mm-hmm. and then i'll go honorable mention i really really love no good like i love that as a soundcloud song i love that it's here so i know that we were going off the original track list so that's like a little honorable mention but yeah so candles all girls are the same scared of love no good candles just missed mine um from bottom to top i have i'm still uh like also another thing on this album like the different uh uses of different instruments that are prevalent on this album again like he gives you hits. He gives you quality B-sides. He also gives you tracks that show you where he could potentially go. And again, like that just shows you how talented of an artist he is and how bad it is or how sad it is that he's passed and how we weren't we weren't going to get any music from him aside from the fact that he's a human being and we hope that he would have eventually um, gotten over his problems or eventually, I shouldn't say that, eventually healed from his problems is probably the better way to say that. Um, so I'm going with I'm Still and then Long Gone is Crazy, Lucid Dreams, End of the World. I love that song so much. The the beat and then also the storytelling on it is great and used to, again, the repetition of it and just that kind of rockish feel to it as well that he really incorporated with his music as well is really something that I really, really enjoyed. Um, all right. This has been the Cat Podcast, episode 403. Let us know your favorite Juice World songs in the comments below thank you for watching do us a favor hit the like button and subscribe to the channel follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at old milk media and check out all the old milk merch on oldmilk.co that being said we will probably be back next week because Lil dirk and nba young boy well probably nba young boy but Lil dirk says that he's going to drop next week so we will be back to talk about those until then thank you for watching and we are out Oh, nope.